Welcome to the Cosmic Collective Podcast. I'm your host and psychic medium, Mads, and in this community, we talk about all things spiritual awakening, higher consciousness, and unlocking the path back to your soul. Welcome to the Collective. Welcome to part three of this three-part podcast series. There's been a lot of episodes this week. I just kind of felt like you know, I had a story to tell (laughs) and I just feel because on Monday you listen to, you know, navigating the unknown, trusting your destiny. Wednesday, you heard me having a literal mental breakdown, which still feels very uncomfortable with the fact that you guys heard that, but I'm feeling really good about sharing it too. I'm feeling because now there's this episode, especially that you're going to hear to kind of like bookend it. It's like positive, tough, and then positive. So I feel really good about this. If you can't already tell, I am in very high spirits. I am feeling delicious. I am feeling amazing. I am feeling beautiful. And I have hair I love. If that's, you know, if you haven't listened to the other two episodes, I strongly encourage you to go and listen to them. Um, In the last episode on Wednesday, I talked about how I have felt like I have failed myself recently. And I kind of want to talk about that and where I'm at with that now. My energy is very different. I've been working through a lot of stuff and changing my hair has actually been one of the biggest, I don't know, like testaments to really like trusting the unknown and just, yeah, just like trusting the process, (laughs) a very expensive, irritating, fucking annoying process. But um, yeah, I kind of want to get into this. So you know, I don't want to recap too much of what's in the other episodes. They are like 40 minutes long each. There's a lot of content there. That's why this is a three-part series. I don't want you to have to like, also, I just feel like there, there are such different topics that connect, but aren't linear. So I feel like having this three-part series, which is really cool. I think I might do this again in the new year. Um, hopefully not under the same conditions and circumstances. No, it won't be. I've learned my lesson. Um, Anyways, so in the last episode, I told you about how I felt like I failed myself and it was a very emotional conversation to have and I had my own breakthrough on like in the recording on the episode where at the end I was channeling my higher self and she said, our greatest failures also lead to our greatest successes and you know, I was talking about how I ended up not running another half marathon that I had signed up for. I transferred the registration. I just was feeling so exhausted and how I, you know, was just struggling with a couple of things with my inner child and like honoring myself. And I felt that in stepping out of my comfort zone, I had failed my inner child. I felt as though not speaking up when I got hair that I did not want was definitely like failing my inner child and my ego because it was not it was not what it was supposed to be and then I also felt like I failed myself because I had made a commitment to running this half marathon and I just couldn't like I was not in the mental I could have ran it physically but as I mentioned in that episode running a half marathon or any distance really running in general is a very mental game it's it's more of a mental workout than a physical one Anyways, if you want to hear about that, you can go listen to the other episode. But wow, I got my hair done today. So in case you're wondering, my hair appointment that I had originally anticipated having, which I did have um, at a different salon with a different hairstylist, was last Thursday, um, which is not actually the right timing for you guys. So it would have been on the 12th of October. And first of all, I know... Here's the thing. I never would have registered for a half marathon had I checked to see that it was eclipse season because I always get rocked hard on eclipse season, in eclipse season. And I don't exactly know why. I kind of understand why that is. There's a lot of changes and there's just a lot of collective energetic activity going on. And, you know, in the past week, um, two weeks since you're hearing this, there's just been a lot going on globally and collectively. And I kind of said on my stories that a lot of mediums were feeling disconnected and out of body because they were actually on the other side trying to help mitigate all the shitstorm that was happening on the planet and still is happening on the planet. It's a bit better now, at least 
for me personally, like I, I woke up this morning feeling like, wow, I woke up in a whole new world today. I woke up in like an energized body. I feel really good. I slept all weekend. I took naps. I watched Harry Potter. I started watching Ratatouille. I watched Grace and Frankie. I did butt fuck all. I ate chips this weekend, which if you know me, I'm not like a big junk food person. It's not really something that calls to me. Uh, but I fucked up half a bag of Miss Vicky's jalapeno chips um, Sunday afternoon, and it felt absolutely delightful. And in case you're wondering, I went and bought the Miss Vicky's chips um, in an oversized crew neck, oversized Russ merch sweatpants, a shacket, which is like like a fleecy jacket, no bra, so my titties were just bouncing everywhere. Um, did not brush my hair, <laughs> had no makeup on and had a white head on like pimple poking through on my face. Uh, yeah, I went to, I went not only to the store that way, but instead of walking the 15 minutes to the store grabbing the chips and then walking the 15 minutes back in the beautiful fall weather that we are having, I took the fucking Metro exposing my <laughs> disgusting ogre troll state um to the entire metro station of montreal twice um it was a very freeing experience honestly when i first moved to montreal i always left the house looking really good and now i just don't care and i think living in a more suburban area like i live in a very like family focused neighborhood i think that helps me too because let's be real the moms aren't judging me but when i go like downtown or i went to griffin town today if you're from montreal you, you know where these areas are Oh my God, I got to the salon and I thought I looked like pretty business casual today. I did not look business casual. I'm wearing like a bodysuit with a collar and buttons and like mom jeans and some sneakers and a cute plaid coat. And I'm like looking at everyone and I'm like, yeah, I seriously need to up my fashion game uh, here in Montreal. And I've been working on it, but damn, really pushes me out of my comfort zone. But anyways, it was quite the weekend and kind of looking back, I think, you know, I definitely would not have registered for a half marathon. I also would not have booked a hair appointment um, right before a solar eclipse because solar eclipse is such fucking chaotic energy. I also don't recommend manifesting during eclipse season. So if you did that, just brace yourselves. I manifested once during an eclipse season back in December of 2020 and when I say the universe threw me into a Vitamix blender and then spit me out, scooped me up and then threw me back in it again just to realign me with where I was meant to be in this life. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not even close to exaggerating. Listen, I know I'm a Sagittarius. I know I can be a little out there with my expression. People call it dramatic. I call it enthusiastic, but take it as you will. Um, it, it's, it's not, it's not for the week. <laughs> Manifesting during a solar eclipse is not for the week. And this solar eclipse was hitting, um, my, my moon. I have the moon, my moon in Libra in my birth chart and the sun was in Libra. The moon was in Libra. Therefore the annular solar eclipse was happening in Libra and the south node which if you don't if you don't follow astrology the south node is one of the lunar nodes so think of how the earth has like the north and south pole like the axes the 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 moon has the same thing it's called the north and south nodes or the lunar nodes and they're on their own axes and they actually rotate backwards which is really cool anyways um the lunar nodes for a year and a half were in um, north node taurus south node Scorpio every 18 to 20 months they change and in July they moved north node into Aries south node into Libra and anytime the lunar nodes change and we go into the first lunation which is a newer full moon or eclipse it brings in epic amounts of energy and transformation and change at a high level intensity with a very powerful frequency it is the opportunity to completely let go, surrender, rebirth. It is like pouring out all your cups and then really evaluating which ones you want to fill and also how you want to fill them. And so just knowing how all of this works, there are certain things, and I don't use astrology too, too much to like plan every single thing that I'm doing, but I do use it to I do use it for, for pretty important things, like especially business related. Um, JP Morgan, infamous quote, millionaires don't use astrology, but billionaires do. It's very relevant. Um, and I know how to work with that energy. So I obviously take the opportunity to do that. 
And I just have not been paying attention to astrology a lot in 2023. I feel like I was so wrapped in it in 2022 and I got really tired of hearing people say, oh, I'm like this because I'm a Scorpio or I'm like this because I'm a Taurus. And it's like, no, you're like this because you refuse to acknowledge and take accountability for your shit. Your process, however, may, may be very reflective of, you know, like Taurus, I'm a Taurus rising. We can be very mm, stubborn, very procrastinating. We just like to do things on our own time. Sagittarius is very much the same. Good luck trying to tell me what to do. If I don't ask for your help, I'm not asking for it and I don't really want to hear it. Um, obviously not in like the bitchy way that I just kind of conveyed that, but I'm very much a free spirit. I like to do what I want. I know what feels good for me. I know the process I need to get things done, how to create success for myself. I also know my process involves kind of going around, fucking things up a few times or not doing things in the right order and then coming back and doing it properly and Honestly, I like the lessons and the experiences and the wisdom that I learned throughout that process. So anyways, I ended up taking a break from astrology on like a, uh, a, like a more intimate scale. Like I just, I wasn't paying attention to it for a lot of my life. Obviously, I launched A Happy Human, my coaching course, which you should definitely check out. Um, this is the time. Honestly, I have goosebumps. If you're wanting to change your life, a happy human during the beginning of a solar eclipse and during eclipse season, it's a really good time to jump into that. And you can use code COSMIC at checkout and save some coin because you know I love my dedicated listeners on this podcast. So I will link that below. But needless to say, I used astrology obviously to launch Sweet Daisies back in December. I used astrology to launch my masterclass in June, to launch my course in July, I'm using it to launch other master classes and other things coming to Madsmas um, before the end of the year. So, you know, I've been using it in that capacity, which has felt very good for me. But to say I've been following every new moon, full moon, and God knows what transit for my own personal life and personal manifestations, I haven't at all. And I don't actually believe that you need to follow new and full moons to manifest and to release I feel like for me I felt very restricted in that of like I have to manifest every new moon I have to release and do inner child work every full moon and instead I've really just worked with my own clock and you know this solar eclipse was very much a releasing period for me and I'm still trying to like figure out what that that looks like for me and that's okay and I I think we're also just always in a period of manifestation and the more that I have understood manifestation and how it has more to do with the subconscious than the moon, um, you can use the moon as kind of like this amplifier, this charger for your manifestation. But at the end of the day, your manifestations are largely, they're entirely the result of your subconscious mind. So it doesn't really matter if you're working with a particular moon, if your subconscious is not equipped to believe and trust in what you are manifesting you're not going to receive it so you know I all of this to say guys I was not um when I booked my hair appointment I didn't I didn't look to see if there were any eclipses happening to be honest with you I kind of forgot that we even had eclipses I was like oh my god yes right that's a thing <laughs> that's a very real thing that I need to pay attention to with my work um and so I never would have booked an appointment before a solar eclipse I definitely would have booked it after like I did today um and if you are on my newsletter, you've already seen the photos, you already know this story, but I'm retelling it here and I hope that it's enthusiastic enough for you to be entertained again. But oh my God, guys. So I had gotten my hair done back in April, shortly after Mystic passed away. And I really wanted to go like a nice blonde. And it was, it was actually everything I wanted whenever I got the blonde in April. Like it was really, really beautiful. I was very, very, very blonde and I liked it. Um, I had been that blonde since November as well. It kind of fades out though, but I got it done again in April and that's kind of like my usual I'll go four to five months without getting my hair done, go back and get it done. Now I was seeing the same guy for, uh, I don't know, two two years, two, two and a half years. And, you know, he, he did a good job for the, for the most part. There were definitely some instances where I was like, that's not exactly what I was looking for. Um, but it, it always turned out like I, I never had any complaints. Right. So I kept going back, but within my heart of hearts, I knew, I knew the entire time that it was just like, 
my vision never really directly translated. But for me, it wasn't like a botched job. It, so it was good enough. Like I still felt beautiful. I still felt good. I still got a change. And that is the problem with people pleasing because good enough does not mean exceptional and good enough does not mean that you've gotten what you wanted or what you've asked for. And I think that there's a really big difference because when we talk about people pleasing and I say things in this episode like stop putting other people's emotions before your own, I'm not talking about being an entitled asshole or lacking empathy. I'm saying to stop making other people's feelings about you and how they perceive you and their opinions of you take up space in your life. Focus on going after and getting what you want and making sure that people specifically in terms of service, like if you're paying for a service, that you're getting what you pay for, right? I, in terms of relationships, I'm not big on having like expectations in relationships other than like mutual respect and understanding, respect for boundaries, um, and unconditional love. I'm very much the kind of person in friendships, familial relationships, romantic partnerships, where I follow this quote where it's, I don't get to tell you how to love me. I get to see how you love and decide if I want to show up in that. So when I talk about expectations and having having them in life, personally for me, I'm not really referencing the interpersonal relational side of things. I'm really talking more about like things that you pay for, things that you go after, like more professional types of experiences, but take it as it resonates for you. We're all different here. We're all going to experience um, this kind of perspective a little differently. But anyways, I went on Thursday and... I went in with like like a darker blonde and six months of my natural root growing out and I wanted to keep all of my root, okay? And the picture that I showed, I wanted exactly the picture. I was very clear. I want exactly that on my head was literally what I said. And I thought maybe there was like, I don't know, like a um, language barrier. Listen, my first language is French, but I don't use it that often anymore so I kind of like trip up on my words sometimes (laughs) and I'll get like some of my feminine masculine wrong just because I all of my friends are English all of my work because we have an international audience and an international community is all in English that's like the common language between all of us so for the last like fucking seven years and even growing up all of my friends being English it's like my brain has just kind of learned to default to English and There are certain things that I don't know how to express. And so I did my best to express everything that I wanted, but I was super clear. That photo on my head, all of it, that's what I want. When I went in, I wanted to be darker than what my hair had faded to and grown out of. And I really hope you guys are on the email list. And if you're not on the email list, this is a really good reason to get on it because you get these stories and you get these visuals and you get these concepts way earlier than anyone else. Um, the podcast is second in line to that. Sometimes the, the email gets it first. Sometimes the podcast gets it first. It really depends on how and how it goes. Um, but I somehow, somehow left just as blonde as I was in April. And that is not what I asked for. I asked for my dark roots with a root fade and an ombre blonde balayage which sounds probably foreign for a lot of people, but basically I wanted this like caramel-like fading situation on my hair. It was so bright. And so I was getting ready to leave and I was like, okay, I was like, next time we're going to go darker. And he's like, well, do you want me to fix it? And I was like, no, 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 it's fine. People pleasing. Oh my God. I, I, and I knew in that moment that I was going to regret saying no because that, and that's my instinct. And in situations like that, I have outgrown my people pleasing a lot. I have learned to stand up for myself. I have learned to voice my opinions. I have learned how to show up as my authentic self and really not give a fuck who has an issue with it. I've also learned delivery. I've learned how to show up in a way where I'm passionate, but not heated, which sometimes I get a little heated on the podcast, but you know, it's healthy to get a little heated once in a while when it's not hurting anyone. And so In these situations, whenever someone asks me something like that in the moment, I get, I feel like a lot of pressure. 
And I do not make decisions well under pressure. You don't even understand. For me to watch something on Netflix or pick a movie, I will typically pick my weekend movies throughout the week um, and then go and watch them on the weekends. Because if I sit there saying, I don't know what I want to watch, but I want to watch something, I will and have spent two and a half hours scrolling through every streaming service that I subscribe to trying to find the right movie and feeling literally paralyzed by my options and by the pressure of needing to pick a movie. So anyways, if you know me in my personal life and you ask me to go to the movies or you ask me to watch a movie, just fucking give me options. Give me two to three options and I will happily pick between those. Give me unlimited amount of options and a pressure to fucking make the right decision. I'm, I'm going to fucking implode. <laughs> um, Anyways, so this all this guilt kicked in because he had just spent like four hours on my hair and looking back, it really shouldn't have taken that long because we shouldn't have been doing bleach. Like we, we really shouldn't have been doing any bleach at all. We should have been doing different kinds of toners and hair dyes. And anyways, I get home and oh my fucking God, I look in the mirror and I'm like, this is not even close. And I posted on my close friend stories. I was like, guys, am I insane? Am I blind or what? And they were like, everyone on my close friend stories was like, uh, that's a miss. That, that's not it. That is, that is not even, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. So anyways, I'm like, okay, I'm not crazy. I get the courage to send him a DM. Um, and then I also call the owner and I'm like, hey, here's the thing. Usually everything's great. It's not great. I need him to fix it. When can you get me in? She's like, I can get you in tomorrow. And I was like, amazing. You know, when you have anxiety or you're having like panic attacks or you're going through some pretty like intense shit and you're sleeping at night and you can feel your body shaking and is like constricted tight because of adrenaline. Yeah. Let's just say that was my reaction to having hair that I hated to having to go back and get it fixed, to not having taken the opportunity to get it fixed that night, for feeling like I'm wasting people's time, for feeling like I'm in the wrong. And let me tell you, am I in the wrong for not taking him up on his offer to fix it the day that he offered, like the initial day that I got it on a Thursday? Yeah, okay, fine. I should have said something. And when I got there and talked to him, which we'll get to, I did say that. I said, I should have taken you up on your offer yesterday for that. I'm very sorry. But at the end of the day, it... The fuck up was nowhere near my fault. Like the two, the two pictures guys. And if you're curious and you didn't get the newsletter and you want to see the fucking difference, um, just send me a DM and be like, send me the hair pics. Like just send me that and I will fucking send them. Like I should have left with darker hair, not lighter hair than when I walked in on Thursday and I got home and my inner child just had a fit. And if you want to hear all about that, it's in the Wednesday episode that was released. Holy mother of God. So I go back Friday and here's the thing. Here's the thing. One, it doesn't take a medium or someone incredibly intuitive to walk into a room and know people are shit talking them and to know that they've been talked about all day and shit on all day. Now, add being a medium to that and incredibly intuitive and let me tell you, I know exactly what was said about me. That's the, that's the sometimes irritating thing about being a medium. And that doesn't always happen. And I'm lucky to not be in situations where this happens. Honestly, this has not happened to me in like all the years that I've lived here in Montreal. Um, at least that I'm aware of. So there's that. But I walk in and everyone just looks at each other. And I'm like, oh, you guys don't even want to be subtle about it. Keep in mind, most of these people are in their late 30s and 40s and 50s. And I feel like I just walked into 11th grade Regina George Mean Girl set. And, you know, it really wasn't fun. It was not giving cool mom vibes. It was not giving Gretchen Wieners. It was giving Regina fucking George. And I'm really not down for that. And honestly, I'm actually grateful for how fucking shitty they were. And if you're wondering, no, I'm not going to go leave a bad Yelp review. I'm not going to care in the shit out of this. I'm not going to call the owner and complain to me. This is like my own lesson that I needed to wrap up. And if they want to be in their 30s and 40s and talk shit about the fact that their hairdresser doesn't know how to follow a fucking picture, that's not on me. That's not my fucking problem. So anyways, 
And the, the what's weird about this too is that the hairstylist I was seeing for two years, like we had a really good standing, like amicable relationship. So he shouldn't have one talked shit about me and two he shouldn't have been pissy when he saw me come in because he was pissy and listen I understand the irritation but I showed you a photo and you and I and to be clear guys he didn't intentionally fuck it up I just don't know like like there the blonde he gave me there was none of that blonde in the photo I showed him so anyways my point is with this is like he should have just acknowledged that, yes, it's irritating. And it was irritating for me too. Do you think I wanted to go back to the salon? It took me an hour to get to the salon, an hour to get back. And like all the time that I end up spending in that chair. Like it's not just a waste of time for me. It's a waste of my time. It's a waste of my money. Like I understand that irritation, but I'm also not the, I, I literally showed you a photo. I cannot get more clear with you on, on what it is that I desire for my hair other than showing you a photo. Like if you can't copy paste it, fine, but like, good God. Anyways, so I go back and I'm expecting to pay, honestly, and everyone in my close friend story said you shouldn't have even had to pay for that. Like you shouldn't have had to even pay for that. So I feel validated on that. I personally don't mind paying for the product. That's not an issue for me. What what pissed me off and what I found pretty petty was he, so he put, he ended up doing a color on my roots and doing like a like a longer root fade he picked a color that had red undertones which if he had paid attention to the day before and looked at my root my natural root does not have red undertones at all and then he did a toner he didn't charge me for the toner but he charged me for the color fine and then obviously my hair is sopping wet so he needs to blow dry it and if you go to a salon obviously they're going to charge you for a blow dry right my hair, to give you perspective, is very fine and it takes from sopping wet to fully dry and styled eight minutes to do. And I wish I was kidding. I hate the fact that I have fine hair, but I love it for that fact alone, um, that it's so quick to style and dry. And because he fucked it up, I'm like, surely he'll just make me pay for the color, which is not a big deal. I understand he has to order that color like that's an expense in business. I have no issues with that. I'm a business owner. I understand business expenses. No, he made me pay for another blow dry. The all of seven and a half minutes it took him to dry my hair. And then when it's done, he goes there. It's exactly like the photo. And I'm like, mm, it's not. And I didn't say anything. And he also asked me, he like barely dried it. And he's like, is this the right color for you? Like, how am I supposed to know if it's the right color whenever it's half wet? Anyways, case in point, I come home and I'm like, this is not, this is better. And like, I can deal with this for a couple of days, but this is not the hair that I wanted. Like I, and I just got to a point where I was so fucking sick of being blonde at this point. I didn't even want to stay blonde on Thursday. I wanted to go blonde. I wanted caramel. I wanted, I wanted to be an apple cinnamon, apple pie, apple crisp sort of dream, okay? That is what I wanted. I wanted to be maple. I wanted to be apple. I did not want to be fucking blonde. I was over it. It's been two years of being blonde. Anyways, so I, because I had not spoken up other times on certain things that I wish he had done differently on my hair, I knew this was the universe saying, check yourself. Is this the right hairstylist for you? Are you going to continue to see this hairstylist whenever it's good enough? But do you want to settle for good enough? And I have chills because that's like a running theme in my life of allowing myself to not just settle for what is good enough. And with that, I was like, no, I'm not settling for good enough anymore. I also have a wedding coming up next year and I need my hair to look absolutely impeccable for this wedding. It's my brother is getting married and there's obviously going to be a lot of photos. I'm part of the bridal party and I need to look my best. Like I need to look my best. I've got my nail girl. She's going to make sure my nails are, are great. Um, I need my hair to look good. I'm getting my eyebrows redone. I get my eyebrows microbladed and every year you have to go back for a touch up. So I'm going to get that done soon so that they'll be nice and fresh for the wedding as well. Um, and just like 
everything. I'm starting to get facials and lymphatic drainages because I want to get rid of my acne scarring. Like it's not even my wedding, but these photos are going to be documented for the fucking rest of eternity. And I want to look my best in them. So anyways, especially my hair, I don't care so much about my acne, my acne scarring. Like that's a quick Photoshop and like some good makeup coverage away. But my hair, my eyebrows and my nails are like kind of these non-negotiables um, for me. They're just, I don't know. That's, and it's really not, you know what? If you want to think it's high maintenance, fucking think it. I honestly don't give a fuck. But for me, those are the three things that I, I, I like to take care of in my appearance. So anyways, I decided um, to book at another salon that is highly reputable here in Montreal. They're called Blunt um, Blunt Hair Salon or Blunt, Blunt Coiffure, if you're French. Um, and they have some of the best hairstylists. And what I like about them first of all is they've never missed with one of my friends she gets her hair done there all the time and they never miss and I love that the other thing I love is that they actually require all of their staff to undergo blunt training and I don't really know what that requires but at least to me what that says as a client of this salon is that everyone is held to the same standard and has the same education to maintain that standard as where the other salon that I went to didn't have that it was more like like a private, like you just like you rent a chair kind of energy, which is totally fine. I have nothing against that. Obviously, I went there for two and a half years. Um, But yeah, so I liked that. And then I ended up booking, I booked it yesterday morning, I think. And I, it was very much this energy of like having to work through, okay, but what is the old salon and my old hairstylist going to think? And then obviously I have to work through them and be like, it actually doesn't matter. If they want to talk shit about me, whenever I walk like before I walk in and then like kind of like all look at each other and if the guy wants to act a little pissy with me at first because of a mistake like of a photo he couldn't follow just to be clear then whatever and also in case you're wondering I removed them as followers and I unfollowed them just because I'm going to be posting a picture at some point of my hair done by someone else and I just don't fuck with the drama the other thing I will say too and I didn't think about this there have been several times where I've gone to see this hairstylist and he has been like 15 to 20 minutes late for our appointment. And listen, I understand life happens, but anywho, I'm just picturing Kermit sipping tea, a little Lipton tea. Um, so I, there's just some things I've been kind of looking at retrospectively. So I booked this appointment and I just booked it with any available stuff. Like I could not wait. Like I just... I have avoided going in public and this is where it's going to sound really dramatic for a lot of people, but you need to understand that I am not like this. I am not someone who won't go out in public because of my appearance. Hello, I literally left my house yesterday, no bra, fucking titties bouncing everywhere in an oversized crew neck, rust sweatpants, like a pimple popping out to go get Miss Vicky's chips at, at the fucking grocery store. I obviously don't care what I look like going in public, Okay. But I cannot explain to you guys how uncomfortable, how not like myself and how ugly and disgusting I felt. And that was because of my hair. And my hair for me has always been something that can make or break the way that I feel about my appearance for the day. It doesn't usually affect my confidence, but it definitely affects the way that I feel in my appearance, if that makes sense. I'm still confident. Yesterday, I was I was rocking my no bra gang energy, going out to the grocery store, buying chips. I just, my confidence is pretty unshakable, but there was something about this with my hair. And maybe it was the energy surrounding it of like knowing they had talked shit about me and just like feeling so gross about the whole thing that I just like needed to get my hair done. I go to a cafe um, really regularly and I was like, I can't have any of them see me like this. I was like, I go to the gym regularly. I can't have any of them see me like this. Like I just did not want to go anywhere with this stupid fucking blonde hair. So anyways, I booked with Robin at Blunt. And if you're in Montreal, I seriously recommend booking with him. I will let you know ahead of time. He doesn't really speak a lot of English. He's from France. Um, and let me tell you, very validating. The language barrier was not the issue that I was thinking it was. We got along just fine. We had great conversation, um, well understood on both sides. And he saw the vision and it was very validating for me. 
And I will also mention that he's a master colorist. So like the guy knows what he's fucking doing. He was telling me all about the different countries he's worked in and all of the different education he has. I feel like I'm in really good hands. Um, He also gave me an incredible scalp massage. I got two scalp massages today. And let me tell you, I think I have found my love language. I think I have. Future husband, take notes. (laughs) Anyways... It was an amazing experience. So I explained to him the situation. I was like, I got my hair done Thursday, quote, got it fixed Friday. And obviously I am here. (laughs) So I hate this. (laughs) And I showed him the photos. I said, okay, this is what I want. This is what I got. And he was very respectful about it. And this is what I like about him. He wasn't about to start shit talking to other stylists. And honestly, neither was I. I didn't even want to tell him where I got it done because I didn't want to create any drama. But anyways, his facial reaction was enough for me to be like, yeah, see, I'm not crazy. I am not crazy. He's like, yeah, he's like, you know, that's definitely not the same. And I was like, no. And so I show him then the fix of my hair, which he's looking at. But I also show him a photo. I'm like, this is also not it. He's like, okay, but he extended your root. And I was like, yes. So anyways, Needless to say, I show Robin what I now want. He's like, you don't want this original photo anymore. And I said, no, I'm so over it. And we just start laughing. And he's like, okay, I understand. So I show him these different types of brunettes that have a lot of dimension and they're like light brown, but they have a darker root. And I show him a few photos. He looks at a couple of them. He's like, okay, this will be too much. This is this. Yep. Perfect. I've got it. I'm going to go mix the color. Guys, it's, it was not a me issue. It was not a language barrier issue. It was not a photo, not translating issue. It was a, my old hairstylist not being able to see the vision through the photos I was showing. And listen, that is okay. He's done other people's hair that have turned out incredible. He is a great hairstylist. He just was not great for me. But Robin, Robin blew me away. Shout out to Robin. We love Robin. Um, would 1010 sponsor Robin? <laughs> like we, we love him. Um, my hair, I honestly, I actually, I'm kind of in shock because I literally just showed him a few photos and he got exactly like what I wanted. And hopefully at this point, I'm sure at this point, you've already seen a photo on my Instagram, so you can go and check that out. I feel superb. I feel delicious. I feel so happy. I feel like myself. And here's the thing. So here are the lessons that you've waited about 38 minutes to get. (laughs) Um, one If something is not up to par for you and it's a service you're paying for, your nails, a massage, your hair, I don't know what you pay for, but if it's not up to par, if you get a banana in a, in a, in a, in a basket of your local grocery store and it's like moldy or not right, like it's not up to par, go and talk to someone about it and like make sure you go to a different grocery store if you need to. Like, you know what I mean? Like if things are not up to par and things are not meeting your expectations, then find solutions for them realistically I knew that the hairstylist I had was not going to be my forever hairstylist like it just wasn't I just knew that in my gut I never left until it went so horribly wrong last week because I felt guilty I felt guilty about him losing a client I felt guilty about you know the fact that I had seen him x amount of times and I wouldn't see him again and him wondering why I went somewhere else and well now cat's out of the bag on why I went somewhere else now Anyways, so there's that. Always do what is best for you and know that you're actually benefiting everyone involved. And that's something that I kind of forgot about and it's kind of just coming back to me now is when you say no to something or you remove yourself from something, you're actually helping everyone involved because now the old hairstylist I had can work with clients who actually really love his work. He wasn't the right match for me. And now I get to get my hair done by someone who really sees my vision for my hair and really like knows how to make me feel exceptional in my hairstyle. Like I honestly, I feel like a goddess today. I'm not going to lie. I'm in a new energy. And so follow your gut with those things. Your gut will never lead you astray. And the thing is, is the the fact that I had to spend so much money on my hair last week and then again today, like an absurd amount of money that I never want to spend ever again on my hair, like it makes me want to vomit. Um, it's fine. We live an abundant lifestyle. Life is good. Everything's fine. All that money will come back to me. I feel that so deeply. Just an absurd amount of money to pay. Also, comparing the prices at Blunt compared to 
and like the service and the quality and the results compared to what I was paying at the other salon. Very interesting. Let me just, I'll put it there. Um, anyways, so follow your gut because this was, save your money, follow your gut, okay? Save your sanity, follow your gut. Save your dignity, follow your gut. <laughs> um, take the leap, follow your gut. It led me to the right, right place. And the funny thing is that when I got to the salon today at Blunt, I saw a very, like there are, I'm not going to share what the numbers are or like what the signs are because they're very like close to my heart and I just don't feel inclined to share them. But there were some very specific numbers that I saw today, very specific names that I heard today that were very much this like funny little ha ha, everything's aligning. Um, signs and synchronicities from the universe and from um, some of my spirit guides that I was like, you've got to be fucking joking me. All of this to one, release the people pleasing, but also like to kind of realign part of my path, which was just, it was really cool. And there was this one point too, where um, he led me to go get my hair rinsed out, like get the color rinsed out. And I got deja vu. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like I've definitely been here before. I've never been there before in my life. I had never even been to Griffintown before in my life. So anyways, really, really cool on that. I feel very in alignment. I feel very, very happy with who the universe matched me up with too to do my hair. I had just picked any available staff member and I got matched with Robin, which is perfect. Um, he will be doing my hair for the long term. Like I truly feel that. I feel like we have really similar energy. He was wearing um, a crystal bracelet, which, you know, sometimes people wear crystal bracelets and they have no idea that they're actually wearing crystals on them. So I don't ask about them. I'm just like, yep, you do your thing. Um, but I just feel like we were, we're very aligned with each other. It feels really good. It feels very high vibrational. The space feels really nice. Um, it, it was great. In all honesty, it was really great. I have nothing but amazing things to say about Blunt and Robin. And I promise, obviously, this is not sponsored. I literally just saw him for the first time today, but like 1010 would recommend. And the other thing that kind of comes along with people pleasing is this whole like guilt concept. And I think that's because we've all been taught that you need to feel bad for how other people feel like you're responsible for other people's emotions and my god is that the furthest thing from the truth you are not responsible for anyone but you you are responsible for treating people with kindness for having compassion and empathy and for always being the best person that you can be but never never at the expense of your own peace and that has been something really big for me too. I did not feel peace Thursday, Friday with my hair. I did not feel peace all weekend with my hair. Today, I feel more than peace. I feel pure fucking joy. I feel like the universe has cast a light down upon me and said, girl, live your best life. <laughs> that is like literally, I wish, I, I wish that was me being dramatic. I actually feel that good about my hair and about being brunette again, which I never thought like I'm like looking at myself and I'm like, yeah, girl, you're not blonde anymore. And I'm so glad I'm not. But it's so weird because for so long and I'll, I'll give you guys this. I didn't mention this. I don't think I mentioned this in the email, um, but I have avoided being brunette for the last couple of years because my birth mom has very dark hair. Naturally, my dad was a natural brunette, too. He's bald. Um, and I look quite a bit like my dad, but the lower part of my face, like my jaw and my mouth, uh, look like my mother. Um, like my lips and my jaw look like my biological mother. And I, when I am blonde, I look nothing like her and I thrive. But growing up, whenever I would have like dark hair, I would always hear, oh my God, you look so much like your mother. And... I'm kind of just like realizing that being blonde, I've been blonde in past lives as well. Um, that's the other thing too. Oh my God, that's the other thing too. <laughs> my hairstylist, Robin, he's from France. And the past life in which I was blonde and had fair skin and it was such a good lifetime, which is part of the reason why I like being blonde so much, was in France. And so I thought I realized that when I got home today, I was like literally peeing and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> That's so funny. How ironic. How coincidental. Um, but there is past lives. Like that past life in France that I had was was such a beautiful lifetime for the most part. 
Um, it was really soft and gentle and you know, there was just a lot of good things and a lot of good people that I incarnated with in that lifetime who I'm incarnated with again, actually in this lifetime, which is really, really lovely and really, really cool. Um, and so there's that reason why I like being blonde, but for the most part it has been because I don't want to look like my mother. But recently I've been going through these like changes. My irises have gotten bigger, like not my eyeballs, not my eyes, but the irises of my eyes, like the color of my eyes has gotten bigger and it was very trippy at first um my voice has changed if you go back and you listen to some of the earlier episodes I have a deeper voice now which is kind of annoying because I was just starting to like my voice and now it's changing and I don't know how I feel about it um it's so much better than what it sounded like whenever I was a smoker oh my god like when I smoked pot all the time I also went through a phase of smoking cigarettes too don't tell my parents please Um, but it, it sounded very like raspy then. And I was listening to videos of myself, like different vlogs that I'm going to be including in a thing, you know, upcoming. And I was like, oh my God, I don't even want to, I don't even want to share this because I sound so horrible. But anyways, my voice has changed. Um, my body, my body is, I mean the same, but like my facial features are changing in the best way. And so I'm confident that I'm just going to kind of like morph into like my own, facial features and maybe look a little bit more like my dad if anything but I feel like I don't know I'm just gonna look like myself (laughs) that's what I keep telling myself I'm just gonna look like myself and I'm not gonna look like my biological mother we don't look anything alike anymore given what I look like and where she is at in life um from the last from the last that I've seen um she does not look well which is what happens whenever you do drugs all the time and are an addict and an alcoholic no disrespect to her but anyway it takes a toll on the body right so there's that and I also am not involved with anyone in my life who knows my biological mother I'll be seeing her parents around the holidays but other than that like I don't see anyone associated with her so I feel pretty good about the fact that no one's going to come up to me and say oh my god you look so much like your birth mom it's just like not the vibe. It's really not the vibe. And I think that that's going to be really healing for me too. And I also think that being brunette, I don't know why, but there's something very like 26 about being brunette. I don't know why. Like and like being in my later 20s is like, I don't know. I feel like I'm just meant to be brunette, which is obviously maybe why I was born with brown hair. But I don't know. If you get what I mean, you'll get what I mean. If you don't, that's okay. But I just feel... I don't know. There's something about me being in this energy, me being in this hair color, my irises growing. Would it be irises or irises? That's my question because crisis is crises. Process is processes. So is iris irises? (laughs) That doesn't make any sense to me. I'm going to go with irises. If you are a linguist, (laughs) you're good in language, can you please DM me and let me know (laughs) what the proper pronunciation is? Oh, that's too good. I also need a snack. I'm hungry. Um, but anyways, back to the whole people-pleasing thing. Stop feeling guilty for doing what's best for you. If you're not hurting anyone, do your thing. Stop putting other people, other people's expectations of you ahead of your own expectations of you. Figure out what your expectations are and stick to them. You know, for me, I expect myself to be on time, if not early for things. I expect myself to look a certain way, to look like I own a business, to look like I have my shit together, because I do usually have my shit together. This eclipse season might argue that point, but, you know, it's neither here nor there. Um, I expect myself to show up as my best in everything that I do, whether that's cooking a dinner, whether that's seeing friends, whether that's in my business, whether that's in fitness, I always expect myself to show up as my best. These are expectations that I have placed on myself. Um, They're not expectations that other people have placed on me. And I think that's so important too because there comes a point where you need to release other people's expectations of you because you will realize that you will burn yourself out, you will wear yourself thin, and you will be absolutely fucking miserable and resentful of other people if you constantly live for them. So... Needless to say, that's my advice. It's my little story time for you. And it's also a lesson in really trusting the unknown. There is a reason why I had to go through this process and spend an absurd amount of money on 
fucking fur that grows out of my head because on a mammalian aspect, our hair is literally just fur thanks to our Neanderthal ancestors. It's fine. Um, I'm a little pissy about it still, but I'm trusting and it's all good. Um, but it's really this like point of like trust your gut and trust the unknown. I could have found Robin fucking forever ago if I had just left the stylist that wasn't fully working for me. Um, I could have saved this money. But at the end of the day, I'm right where I need to be in perfect timing and I have goosebumps. That's so exciting. And now I have a hairstylist who I'm going to love the shit out of for the remainder of my time here in Montreal, which is my home, home, Montreal is my home base. So it doesn't matter where I travel to, but this is where I will be living and raising a family. So, you know, that's really good. God help me if Robin decides to fucking up and leave. But by the sounds of it, he really likes Canada and he plans on staying. He's been here for four years and he says he's very happy with the quality of life. So here we are. We love that. Thank you, Robin. Um, and yeah, I don't know what this was meant to be for you. It really is just this three-part story time series. Um, I feel like a lot of the insight and actionable stuff is in the first episode, navigating the unknown and trusting your destiny or whatever it's titled. So I would go and listen to that. And if you're someone who's like, fuck the people pleasing, this eclipse absolutely rocked me and I am not waiting until the new year to change my life, then you should really, 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 really check out a happy human because that's exactly what we do in a happy human. And if you enroll now, you get to do some of the monthly group coaching that we have before the end of the year, you'll really get ahead. And you get exclusive access to the manifestation course that I'm releasing. And yes, I just told you what it is. Because if you've listened to 50 minutes, 50 plus minutes of me telling this hilarious story about people pleasing and getting my fucking hair done, you deserve to know what's coming. See? Little bits of, you get little tidbits. Think of how good the tidbits are in a happy human. They're better than that. Anyways, that's the tea. That's the story. And that is how you get over people pleasing. You stop putting other people ahead of your own expectations. You stop feeling guilty for how other people feel and focus on how you feel. And uh, you just follow your gut and you do your best. So if you want to learn all the how on that and reprogram your mind, go check out A Happy Human. I bring you through nine weeks of literally reprogramming shit like this and figuring out why do you even people please. For me, it's because I don't want to cause anyone else an inconvenience. That's why I people please. At the end of the day, I have realized, example A on Thursday, example B on Friday, that it is much more of an inconvenience to both myself and that other person if I don't honor what it is that I actually want in a situation. So, anywho, you know the drill. As usual, go be your divine self this week. You got this. I love you, and I'll see you next week's episode. Bye.